This is a Suno India production and you're listening to the Suno India show. Anjali cannot understand why her bosses cannot let her work from home. In mid-December when cases were rising steadily in Mumbai, Anjali was still going to office. Uh, just again, the rise of the uh, Omicron uh, variant, when that started, then that's when we again started feeling scared and we started taking precautions on our own, like we did double masking. But, but we were still being called to office. The office took a few weeks to react to the pandemic. When uh, things got a little bit maybe out of hand in the sense that the cases suddenly shot up, that is when they realized that, you know, it's high time. Uh, we stopped uh, calling people to work and then they, they gave work from home uh, to us. Since the pandemic started in March 2020, going to work, quote-unquote, has not been the same. While we saw one set of workers losing their jobs and simply walking back home to their villages last year, a different set of workers could work out of home with salaries cut. In this episode, we want to talk about the office goers and how work has been for them. With the coming of the Omicron wave last December, the question of going to work became contentious yet again. What is the workplace like when you feel unsafe? When stepping out and meeting people is an occupational hazard? And what is a hostile work environment like during COVID-19 pandemic? When measures are expected from corporate entities and government bodies to make everyone feel safe while working. Hi, I am Surya Tapa Mukherjee reporting for this episode of the Suno India Show. Today we are looking at how governments and private companies are failing to protect worker rights in this ongoing pandemic. I spoke to Abhishek and Anjali who share their experiences at work. These names are aliases as they're both anonymous. When I posted online for the story, many reached out. Though few wanted to talk on record, they vented about such experiences that they couldn't share anywhere else. One woman said that as the third wave began, her workers increased rather than decreasing as her bosses wanted to make sure all the work is done before she falls sick or there is a lockdown. Another said that departments at his office were closing one by one, falling like dominoes, as people were contracting the virus. But still the rest could not work from home until the state government mandated it. Online, we have seen stories about people coming into work even while being COVID-positive or bosses not believing employees when they say they are sick and still forcing them to show up. A friend told me about her sister's workplace where people were receiving their positive report while in office because they can't get a leave until they can show that proof. Abhishek wanted to speak about his former workplace which he says was a hostile working environment. He was working as a department head at a mechanical engineering company in Kolkata. First, during the lockdown, the salary was cut. His bosses said they had to save money as the pandemic was unpredictable. But bit by bit, Abhishek says 
his workplace began treating the pandemic as an opportunity to further exploit workers work culture the environment how they used to behave with the higher management mainly the ceo and couple of other people the business head and everything they used to behave with us very badly like compared to before corona and after corona because we literally could see that they they are taking the advantage and they are taking the opportunity of situation that we are not uh, the job situation is anyway tough right now so if, even if people want to move it will be extremely um hard for them to move jobs and everything so they took full advantage of it and um started behaving extremely badly with us like you cannot they almost said it on our face that you in this situation you are not going to find another job anyway so uh you just have to do whatever you are telling you to do shucheta de who is the national vice president of all india central council of trade unions aicctu said that the reason why people are unable to take steps towards bargaining with their employers is because their jobs are not safe the pandemic actually brought to light or brought to the mainstream gaze uh, the extremely precarious situation that uh, almost 95% of the workers of india are going through that is absolute informalization and via informal informalization contractualization and via informalization denial of uh, all their labor rights that the workers have achieved over years you know worldwide and also in india so this uh, so the pandemic brought to light the fact that uh, there is absolutely no guarantee of uh, uh, employment of permanency of employment and uh, the pandemic uh, came at a global level and in india at a national level but there are so so when any worker would go through any personal crisis and uh, family crisis his uh, his or her job is not something that would protect her or him from that crisis soon after the opening of factories after the lockdown abhishek's company made it mandatory for people not to use any public transport so they started this thing like you cannot use uh, public transport to come to work because uh, you are uh, then at that point of time we were not vaccinated i'm talking about the first lockdown so they said that you cannot come to work to buy public transport and um because you are putting everyone at risk and uh, it should not happen but still you have to come to work otherwise the company is not going to run which i agree because if we do not go to work the work is not going to happen and really the company cannot run like that so we kind of agreed that okay uh, we are going to have to come to work to sort of save our company save our jobs to get money and whatever but the point was you cannot come from come to a public transport but we are not going to do anything about it you have to arrange your own transport and uh, it is completely your responsibility that you have to come to work but you are not going to provide any support or anything any vehicle or anything you just have to come to work by yourself but not by public transport now we don't know really you are going to walk or you are going to do whatever so then 
some of us uh, we actually went to the ceo and told them that none of us actually have our own vehicle then they said that okay we can arrange a vehicle but you have to pay for with his salary already being cut abhishek said it was difficult to also start paying for transport abhishek and his colleagues somehow negotiated with the employers to pay half of the transport cost so we went there and said that we are getting already getting 70% salary so there is a 30% pay cut which is non refundable and at at the same time you are also cutting the vehicle cost from our salary only so how are we going to run our family why are we even working then they were like okay so you have to like pay something then they kind of agree and from the next month they started giving the half amount of it so this is what happened He says this vehicle issue was used by his bosses in many ways. After they controlled transportation, they could also control when employees would leave the workplace. Work hours got longer and half days became full days. At the same time, Abhishek's office was building more infrastructure, a five-storied building. Abhishek and his colleagues wondered how they do not have any money to pay for their employees to come to work. but have the capital to construct a new building last year abhishek attended a close to meeting with one of his bosses who was covid positive he says he consented to attend the meeting with the client as he was told the meeting was crucial for the company's survival we actually gave consent that okay um let's just do this because either It, it's it's we are all either we are getting corona or we are the company is going to like be at a huge loss and we are not going to get paid for i don't know how many months so we just took that decision that okay let's just be present with a knowingly with a corona positive person in a same like closed room and then do this meetings but again obviously we are extremely scared so because i the the a person who is knowingly corona positive is actually wearing a pp kit and just uh, sitting across the table so it was it, it has a certain kind of uh, mental health impact so i even if for this particular incident if i even if i don't name my company directly but still it had a mental health impact and we had to deal with it then i had to come home to my parents i have my 86 year old uh, like granny living with me so i had to isolate and i was extremely scared for this 3 or 4 days because I, at that point of time we also did not know that how dangerous corona is The complete apathy of companies towards their employees baffled Abhishek. He worked in the company for 8 to 9 years and thought he was a valuable employee. For Anjali, the pandemic showed her how little workers were valued by the bosses. In many cases I want to see the scenario where you know the work from home thing has started right uh, so the working from office has started um because the owners wanted it to start but the owners themselves are using a hybrid model because it's their company and they come um, you know at all times and then they leave early because obviously it's their company they can wish to come and leave however they want to so uh, although they have enforced a work from office they are themselves not 100% in office So there are many situations I've seen where that also happens, right? So which is quite kind of unfair, because uh, in a way they are protecting themselves from not being exposed 
uh, to the uh, to, you know to, to to this scenario for um for a long time but because uh, they have mandated that work from office starts everyone else is coming to office so uh, that's kind of unfair in some scenarios right unless the government stopped allowing people to go to work her office would not let them work from home irrespective of how bad the pandemic was the fact that we have been working from home and we've experienced it for almost uh, one one and a half years two years and for some people it's still continuing for some lucky ones there is still continuing so uh we know that work uh, is i mean we can get all possible kinds of work done from home also and rather than affecting negatively to the organization it's actually positively affecting or the organization because when you are at home you have your peace of mind you're not wasting time in traveling so in that sense you somehow tend to devote a little bit more time to your work than you generally would do right so in that sense organizations especially uh, indian run businesses need to start trusting their employees and see the benefit they are getting out of this work from home scenario where employees are actually giving more time to the work than they would have if they were at office because then you know time gets wasted in traveling back to home and coming back the next day morning right so um trust is a big big factor that has to uh, be brought in and uh, understanding that you know um an employee is giving in as much or much more than what they would have if they were actually physically present in office and what this lockdown has taught us more than anything is the fact that uh, you know being physically present is actually not required in many many cases you know many of the meetings that um, that that we carry out physically is, is really not required and can be done through this one email or this one phone call with that person if if you have already seen that your business targets have been achieved your sales targets have been achieved or uh, your work is getting done and and for an almost an entire year or year and a half it has worked beneficially for you and you see that your employees have put in uh, their everything to you know get the work done somehow from home right so uh, if it if that model is working for you the only reason you would change the model is something is not working the only thing i see here is maybe trust that you know they feel maybe everyone is not giving a full 100% of their potential because being physically present the bosses are sitting on your head all the time in office so they feel that's a better way or a better model to get work done that factor always plays in the mind then when you are working in office because then you feel at some level that you are not valued as an employee as much as you are valuing the company by giving your 100% so even in the work however you try you you then people then start to look out for companies uh, you know that value employees because in in especially in this kind of a scenario you The, the true nature of the company or the organization comes out, especially in these kind of life-threatening scenarios, right? Because the steps that the company takes and how he uh, thinks about his own employees uh, is what uh, you clearly get to understand in these scenarios. And when you see that difference, when you see maybe a friend of yours who's working in some other company getting all of these benefits versus you. 
then you realize, uh, you know, the, the work the employee has uh, in that organization. And, and, and that's how, uh, then accordingly you start looking out for uh, jobs elsewhere. Or else, uh, if you're not do, you know, doing that, then you start cribbing and you feel, uh, and, and your current work that is happening in the organization, maybe that takes a beating because you're not in the correct mental state. While companies are not protecting the needs of their employees, it becomes stark when it comes to essential workers. Shucheta pointed out that the government has not protected essential workers, such as doctors, nurses, sanitation workers, ASHA workers, police personnel, railway employees, postal workers, and many others who don't even have the option to work from home. Abhishek could also see how difficult it was for the labourers to work in the factory. He recognised that his condition was far better than other workers who worked with their hands. In summer, when there is so much heat and in factories, in workplaces, like a, a mechanical engineering company, we are still the management people. We sit in an like air-conditioned office. But the workforce, the workmen who are actually doing the work by their own hand. So they're in the factory. And it, it's like, say, it's, it's April. And, and it's like already 40 degrees Celsius outside. And in the factory, in, in that that shade, it's hugely hot. And then you are actually asking someone to put on a mask and like work. There are like, say, 200 workmen are uh, working together in in a in in say in say small small it's not very small but still uh, in in one place there are like two hundred or two fifty people they are working together and you in that heat you are asking them to put on mask and work and it's it's actually laborious work they are actually doing work that that needs extreme amount of physical force physical labor so how are they supposed to do it so if they cannot breathe with the mask on we could actually see that so when we used to go to the work uh, like in in that space where they are working so we are actually asking them that this is for your own safety this is for our safety this is for community safety put on your mask to like use hand sanitizer etc but we could actually see that they're unable to breathe. So they cannot work. So mask, they're wearing mask and then they're becoming more like sick of it because they cannot breathe. So then, so it's a very dicey situation. Like we are trying to, from the management, we are supposed to tell them we are trying to follow guidelines, but it's not practicable for them to follow guidelines. In fact, it was during the pandemic that the government introduced new labour codes. Three of the labour codes, Industrial Relations Code, Code of Social Security and Occupational Safety, Health and Working Conditions Code were passed in Parliament in September 2020. The Code on Wages was passed earlier in 2019. These four codes are set to replace 29 labour laws. This is meant to increase the ease of doing business. But Shuteta says these are damaging to the rights of workers. She gives a few examples. Through these labor codes, what the government has effectively done is further weaken the mechanism that would guarantee uh, you know, implementation of workers' rights. 
so the uh, position and the functioning of the labor offices uh, the power of the labor offices has further weakened uh, it has given more right to the employer uh, you know the the trade unions have been demanding that there should be punitive action against the employer if there are violation of minimum wages but in this case they have asked for self certification from the employer that whether they are giving minimum wages or not that can be uh, certified uh, by the employer himself or herself uh, the, the institution the company itself they, they are they changed the eligibility criteria for the institution to be uh, where labor laws can be implemented in such a way that most of the workers will be excluded from the arena of any kind of labor law uh, they have uh, weakened these labor codes new labor codes have weakened uh, the right of the workers to unionize uh, to have strike uh, you know the protection of workers if they are going on strike Ten central trade unions have called for a two-day nationwide strike for February twenty-third and twenty-fourth. The Samyukt Kisan Morcha of the Farmers Agitation also extended its support for this strike. Hence, for Shucheta, government measures like allowing only fifty percent of office staff to go to work do not matter as much. In fact, Abhishek says that his workplace would get hundred percent of their workforce. reporting to work even after the west bengal government announced the 50% rule there was never any checking by the authorities and the rule was never implemented at his company anjali feels that companies should talk to their employees and take their comfort into consideration She understands that not everyone can work from home, especially people with smaller houses. But different models like co-working spaces can be worked out. In his new job, Abhishek has seen a marked change in the way he feels about work. It's because his employers engage with the workers. It actually impacted impacted my mental health a lot and my family's mental health a lot because obviously it came on them my partner's mental health because i was the entire time i was very sad and constantly sort of stressed and i was constantly telling him that okay i don't want to work here this is very disgusting and everything so that also impacted him as well so yeah and then when i change the job and then when i see that okay at least i am at a safer position and at, le- at least they think that they see you as a human being and they think that okay the work is important but still you are a human being who is who is doing the work is also very important so let's just have a discussion let's just have a uh, like, like a joint call on it that if you are comfortable or not they're constantly asking you so yeah that actually helped to sort of recover my mental health a lot in that way uh, in in that aspect of my life i actually feel a lot happier a lot safer a lot say healthier a lot less stress anxiety in that aspect so yeah i work and, and i do feel that as people as as human beings we spend most of our life at our workplace like we spend every day like 
minimum eight hours at our workplace, the people who are actually going to work uh, and even who are working from home, they are also like giving their time to their workplace. So if that place is not very safe, doesn't treat you as uh, uh, like a human being or doesn't treat you like, doesn't give you that kind of uh, environment where you can actually feel safe. So that that has huge impact on your life and your mental health and and in every as other aspect of your life, yeah. At this new workplace, everything is up for discussion. No one is forced to do things that feel unsafe. Shucheta says that similarly, governments need to talk to trade unions and listen to the workers. And workers across hierarchies need to work together to ensure their rights. Let us talk to the trade unions, let the government talk to the trade unions of the country, get their charter of demand and strengthen the rights of the workers, not the private company. When you are talking about classes of workers, see, you are a worker if you are putting your labor. If you are putting your intellectual labor, you are a worker. If you are putting your manual labor, you are a worker. So, so every worker should realize that she or he is a worker and let us forget about the class differentiation with workers right now. Every labor is labor. The manual labor is labor. The intellectual labor is labor. So there are certain fundamental rights which will be implemented to everyone. So let us talk, talk about universal workers' rights. And the universal workers' rights are these. That is the workers who should have the right. It is not the employer. Who should have the right? It is the workers who should have the right. Let us begin with that. Let us guarantee permanency of, let us end contractualization. Do away with contractualization. Let us start with giving permanency of work. Let us start with giving dignified wages to everyone. Let us start with giving uh, right to health to everyone, right to education to the kids. Let us, let us start with, <clears throat> you know, uh, let us start with ensuring that uh, the private companies do not have uh, the absolute freedom to exploit our workers in different ways, in an economic way, in a hierarchical way. Let us start with ensuring right to unionize for the workers because the examples you gave, through that you can understand how important it is to union. How important it was for your colleague to have many more colleagues who are part of the same union who could collectively say, that uh, I don't need to come, so I won't come. I will work from my home because my life matters. But, but he doesn't have the right to unionize. Please rate our podcast and leave a comment if you like it. Underreported and underrepresented stories can become mainstream only if it reaches more people. So please support us by visiting our contributing page on our website sunoindia.in or follow us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram.